This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, on today's podcast, I really want to talk about something that's very personal that I wasn't going to talk about right now. I was trying to give myself time to talk about this because it's on it's on such a personal level. I mean, I can talk about what I went through or the abuse that I withstood a lot better than I can talk about what my daughter withstood. Because at the time, during the abuse, uh, I had my daughter in no, um, October of 95. And I had just turned 18 years old in November. And so I just had a baby. I was very young. And he was 24 years old. And in January of 96, we wound up getting married. And so she was a baby during the whole, the whole abuse. And he, he would hold her down. Like he would hold her for me. Like she wouldn't want to sleep with me at night. And I can remember moments of where he wouldn't let me have her and her crying and screaming for me. And then I would try to reach and get her, and he would hit me. And just stuff like that's difficult for me to relive, it is, because it it, it concerns and involves the human being that I was supposed to be protecting, you know. And I look back on that now, and I can, you know, I don't blame myself. Like, I I used to blame myself and, and put myself down and you know think well you know you were a horrible mother starting out you you know you allowed him to mistreat your child um there were a few times that he was he would spank her too you know and and it just wasn't right uh he never left bruises on her at that time although when she was 10 months old she stayed with him on a weekend that no one was around when she got into my custody on a Monday morning, her face was just completely black. She was unrecognizable. Uh, he had put, it looked like as if he had put cigarettes on her bottom. Um, a lot of things uh, like that. It's hard for me to talk about it, so just bear with me. This is a severe trigger warning video for anyone out there because it's very emotional for me to sit and talk about. It's hard for me to talk about it, uh, not just because of the regret and the the way that it upsets me, 
but just the pure fact that I, I was scared because I didn't want anyone to, to be judgmental toward me. But I was barely 18 years old. I had a mental issue that at that time was not good because I was a lot slower than a normal, you know, normal 18-year-olds or, you know, they're 18, they, you know, they progress, they get older, but I was a kid still. My mentality was not of an 18-year-old, it was of a much younger child. I probably had the mentality of a 16-year-old at that time, and when I had become disabled, back several years ago uh, when I was like 36 um, they actually told me that I had been disabled my whole life they even dated it back to whenever I was a child because you know I think I had expressed to y'all that I had a problem a learning disability and so that's another thing that I don't really like to talk about because in my mind, I'm very articulate and smart. But I mean, I have a little bit of a delay. Um, but yeah, it's something that I went through. My daughter went through. Uh, it was reported to the police. Um, I brought her to my mother's. And it was reported. But nothing was ever done about it. Pictures was taken. They didn't come out. They didn't develop right. The county that it happened in they claimed they lost the file a lot of stuff transpired then and you know I kicked myself and had so many regrets because I was her protector and I did not protect her from that monster you know he had done a lot of mental physical abuse and sexual abuse to me but you know you, you want to protect your children and for years there I felt like I had failed her you know and I I never got counseling for that. I never went, you know, I never went to seek any type of help out for that. But now, since I'm older and more wiser, and, you know, I know for a shadow of a doubt, it was nothing there that I could do. What's done's been done. I'm just grateful to God that it didn't affect her as a, as a young girl, as a young woman. Uh, she's a beautiful young woman. She has two beautiful children. She's a good mother. She's, you know, well-balanced. She's a good person. And she doesn't remember that. Thank you, Jesus, she doesn't remember that. Uh, but I got a little emotional talking about this. This is very hard for me to talk about. Um, so just bear with me. I didn't want to get on here and get emotional with y'all. But this is one of those personal and emotional uh, podcast that I felt like I needed to go ahead and let it out now and go ahead and get it over, you know, get it out there that this did happen and my child suffered during the abuse. And I, I mean, you know, I look back on it now and it just infuriates me. It makes me angry to look back and, and think about it now because, you know, I did forgive him face to face. And I kind of think, you know, that's something that I never did bring to the table. When I did forgive him, I didn't, I didn't say anything about the abuse that he inflicted on my child. And I have a hard time still to this day to forgive him for that. I never did 
say anything about it. So it's something that I that I do still struggle with. Uh, that's something that I do struggle with is the abuse that he did toward my child. And but she's 23 now. Uh, she has two beautiful children. Me and her both survived it. Thank you, God. We both come out of it. And um, looking back, if I had to do anything over again, I would have took her away from that, which my, my mother did when she was two years old. My mother took temporary custody of her, and she did get out of that situation, and I did as well. And then I was able to become the mother that I needed to be to her. So... But I just hope that I don't get any type of judgment out of this podcast. I, I, I've been reluctant to talk about it because, you know, it makes me feel so bad inside. And it, and it, it conjures up a lot of emotions. Um, because my kids are my life. My grandkids are my life. Uh, they're all I really got in life. And so, but anyway, I just wanted to come on here and do a quick podcast and talk about that. And if any of you out here are going through anything like that or you have been through anything like that, don't feel, I mean, don't feel ashamed or don't feel, you can't harbor that in your heart. Like now, I used to have that regret. I used to look back on it and be like, regretful, regretful. You cannot be regretful because what's happened's happened. You know, I know now that it's okay. It wasn't my fault. Uh, I didn't cause it. Um, you know, I should have been more vigilant. I was a kid. A lot of things happened that I, I can't change the past. All I can do is look to the future and try to make it to where women that are in domestic violence can get out and get help. Women that are that have survived domestic violence can reach out, tell their stories, be vigilant now, be strong, and be wise. Because, I mean, there's there's all kinds of stories out here that need to be told. Women, women need to, you know, voice. Their voices need to be heard. You know, um, I think that's time. It's time for this to be, um, domestic violence needs to be at the top. And in the government, they need to put it at the top of the list of things to help women to um, put a domestic violence registry on the market. And that needs to be done so dangerous domestic violence people can be put on there so women know, hey, look, that guy, that man right there is on the domestic violence registry. Let's don't go for that, you know. And you need to know if they're living in your neck of the woods, you know, so you can be aware. Just like a sex offender, there needs to be a domestic violence offender um, registry. But um, I hope that by me telling my story, even though it's a very difficult one, um, I'm kind of hoping that it inspires other people to come out and talk about what they've been through. But I'm going to sign off now. I've been on here about 10 minutes. This is usually, I don't usually do a whole like a really long podcast, but I try to do it in a quick fashion because, you know, I don't want it to be interrupted by anyone coming in the room. So, um, I love all of you guys. Thank you very much for listening and reach out to me. If you're listening to me on iTunes, give me a quick review. Doesn't take but a few seconds. 
uh, smash the star button, give me some stars, like the podcast, support the podcast if you're able, if not, I understand completely, uh, message me, um, but anyways, I will talk to you guys later, I hope you're having a wonderful day, bye guys. Hey guys, welcome back to this podcast, it's, this is a quick segment, segment, um, I'm playing off of the other, personal and emotional to let you know that whenever I said that I didn't want to be discriminated against, uh, it was basically about talking about the what had happened in the past about my daughter and the abuse that happened. Frankly, because um, it wasn't that I wanted to be discriminated against because of what was actually going on, because the times that he did act out or didn't let me have her, I did fight back with him, and he would just brutally beat me and then threaten to kill me, her, and my family. So that's a lot of what happened back then. I just didn't know if I had expressed it uh, good enough. And I wanted y'all to kind of understand where I was coming from. Because when I do a podcast sometimes, I've noticed even my own self. I don't explain or maybe I don't express myself to the fullest. And, you know, it's hard for me sometimes too. But that was just me expressing what had happened and talking about it, and the discrimination part came in on, it was hard for me to come out and talk about it um, because of the discrimination. I didn't want anyone to point a finger at me, you know, because I'm 41, my daughter's 23. This happened back in 95, 96, whenever I was a kid. So that's just a little bit of a disclaimer that I wanted to throw out there and let you know. Um, But anyway, I hope that y'all enjoy all the podcasts I know that was kind of a tough one. I've been reluctant to leave it on here because it's been like, eh, you know, it's one of those really touchy subjects. I don't like talking about my kid, but just anyway, that that was just what I wanted to let y'all know. Thank you.